Support for WABE comes from the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta. You can go beyond giving to impact. Learn more at cfgreateratlanta.org. I'm Erlon Woods. I'm Nigel Poor. We're the hosts and creators of Ear Hustle from PRX's Radiotopia. Ear Hustle is a show about life inside prison, but it's not your typical prison podcast. In this next season, we've got stories about the objects people keep inside their prison cells. About residents in a women's prison who say they want to stay there. And the most beautiful prison garden. Erlon, I will never forget it. Ear Hustle. Stories about life on the inside told by those who live it. Find Ear Hustle wherever you get your podcasts. From WABE in Atlanta, welcome to this Wednesday edition of Closer Look. I'm Rose Scott. Coming up on today's program, the Grove Park neighborhood. It has history and it is home to so many legacy residents. And like most Atlanta neighborhoods, it's facing a lot of changes, including Microsoft, which is coming to the community. I'll speak with Gavin McGuire, the new executive director of the Grove Park Foundation, about development and preserving its historic legacy. Plus, we dig into the Closer Look Kids vault again. This started when my older brother Anthony wanted to buy a video game. So he asked his parents can they buy it for him? And they said they'll come up with half and he has to come up with the other half. So he was brainstorming on ways to make money and they chose lemonade because everyone loves lemonade. Yes, they do. All that's ahead. But first this, some major news from the White House today regarding COVID-19 vaccines for kids between the ages of 5 and 11. Jeff Zients is with the White House COVID-19 response team. We expect the FDA and CDC's decision on Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 through 11 in the next couple of weeks. We know millions of parents have been waiting for a COVID-19 vaccine for kids in this age group. And should the FDA and CDC authorize the vaccine, we will be ready to get shots in arms. And U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy added it will take many partnerships to inform and provide resources for parents and caregivers. We're preparing a national public education campaign that will meet parents where they are with information about the vaccines. We will work with schools to send letters home to parents. We will convene doctors and health clinics and support them in delivering vaccinations as soon as they have conversations with families. We will provide faith leaders with materials and toolkits that they can distribute to their congregations. We will create forums for parents to ask questions to health experts And with all of this, we will make sure that we are reaching parents in their language and through the people they trust. Meanwhile, the vaccine advisory panel to the CDC kicks off two days of meetings today. They're expected to take up the topic of COVID-19 booster vaccines during these virtual gatherings. And we should note that multiple outlets are reporting that federal regulators are expected to authorize the mixing and matching of COVID-19 booster shots this week. Now, that upcoming announcement by the FDA is likely to come along with authorization for boosters of the Moderna and Johnson & Johnson shots. In other news, old DNA evidence from Atlanta child murders of the 1970s and 80s will get another look. Mayor Keisha Lance Bottom says a private lab in Utah 
will do the examination. It is believed at least 29 black children and young adults were killed in Atlanta between 1979 and 1981. The main suspect, Wayne Williams, has been serving two life sentences for the murders of two young adults, but was never charged in the child killings. Williams has long maintained his innocence. Earlier DNA evidence in the case was inconclusive, but did not rule out Williams. Mayor Bottoms went on to say in a tweet Monday that investigators are traveling to a lab in Salt Lake City that works with old DNA evidence. In 2019, Bottoms announced a review to see if the DNA could be tested further. And she went on to add she hopes to find concrete evidence for the children's families. And finally, it appeared the Atlanta Braves were cruising to a victory last night in Game 3 of the National League Championship Series against the Dodgers. Well, it appeared that way until... And a pitch to Bellinger. And a fly ball to right center field. It's well hit, and it is gone! A three-run home run for Bellinger! We've got a new game! It's tied at five! A swing out of this! He struck him out! He strikes out the side, and the ball game is over, and the Dodgers come off the deck to win game three. And that, kids, is why it's a best-of-seven series. Game four and five are scheduled for 8.08 p.m. Eastern Time in Los Angeles. And that is why we bring you all this information every day. Not that the Braves blew a three run lead but other stuff so conversations you hear every day i'm still rooting for the braves do not send me an email email. Um, again i am rose scott live in the studio covid safety measures in place and i'm honored because a very special person not just to me but to wabe is joining us an incredible journalist herself a host and a writer the incredible gail o'neill is with me and we're taking just a few minutes right now to share something with all of you it's about your investments not just any investment but the one you can make right now for wabe Okay. Welcome, Gail. Thank you. Uh, we forgot to clear this up. Can I call you Peaches on air, or should I stick with your formal name of Rose or Rosetta, as your parents named you? You see, Gail, this is why we only invite you on the show <laughs> twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> What's with all the shade for the Braves? I'm not, I'm not shading the Braves. I'm not really? shading the Braves. I I so I want them to win. To me. Well, okay. All right. We can agree on that's that. not going to get donations, Gail. You telling well, people okay. I'm shading the Braves. What we can really, what we both agree upon is upon is that our audience can invest in fact-based <laughs> news coverage in depth. And that was a fact. They blew a three run well, lead. I know, but blue is such a harsh way to describe Okay. It. How about this? You know, the Dodgers through perseverance and grit came back and overtook a three-run lead by the Dodgers. Is that better for you, English professor? Dodgers won. The Braves will try again. They did not succeed. They shall try, try again. Back to fundraising. (laughs) You can invest in fact-based news coverage, in-depth interviews, and engaging storytelling listeners in just two minutes simply by donating to WABE right now during this fun drive. When you make a gift at wabe.org slash donate, or call 678-553-9090. You're investing not just in services that you rely on and Peaches dogging out the Braves, but that thousands of people of Atlanta depend on the news. Invest in your community right now and give at wabe slash wabe.org slash donate. Well, and we're trying to stay on track with an hourly goal during Closer Look. And, and folks, your gifts 
all kidding aside, they really mean a lot to us. And if you're listening right now, because I believe you believe Closer Look adds value to your day. But the simple fact is this. It wouldn't be here unless those who value it help to pay for it. And you can do your part. Help us keep this hour on track with the gift of support right now. It only takes a few minutes online at wabe.org slash donate. Or if it's easier for you and you wouldn't mind speaking with a very friendly voice, you can make a donation over the phone at 678-553-9090. My name is Emily Thrower-Velez, and I'm currently living in South Florida, but I am from Atlanta. I love listening to Rose Scott. Her reporting is always very thorough, and you can tell she she's not only delivering the facts, but you can tell she is very passionate about what she's saying, what she's doing. Um, she's definitely got a, a wonderful presence about her and a professionalism. And I know that whenever I hear her reporting, she's put a lot of work into it. Uh, Emily now in South Florida, but from Atlanta. Thank you so much for that comment. Emily finds value here and you do too, right? That's why you Listen, right? So why not give support at wabe.org slash donate or 678-553-9090. As always, thank you so much. Peaches, you know, when I hear that somebody who is a former Atlantan still sticks to listening to you at WABE, it just reinforces what a valuable member of this community you are. Not just to the people who are here, but to the people you have influenced who have moved on and still remember you. I can't wear my, my Closer Look t-shirt or give a friend uh, a cup of tea in my Closer Look mug without them saying, I love Rose Scott. Do you know Rose Scott? I'm like, yeah, I know Rose Scott. <laughs> so um, for all those people listening, love to say how much you love Rose Scott. Now is the time to know that when you give just $10 a month, it can make you a WABE sustainer. And it really is the best way to give. And here's why. That $10 may seem small, but it allows Rose to make future plans more accurately, knowing that the station has a commitment from listeners like you. We suggest $10 a month because that's about the amount that seems to work best for most listeners, but you know it works for you financially. Some of you are falling. We only ask you to give as gener- generously as you can at wabe.org donate. It'll help us pay not just for a closer look and fresh air, uh, Lois writes this, but it'll help WABE amplify the voices of Atlanta. And with nearly 84% of all funding coming from Metro Atlanta, your help is so important to us. That's wabe.org slash donate. And really, I thank you. I thank you, Rose, and I thank you, WABE. With your $20 a month gift to WABE, we'd like to send you two great thank you gifts. The NPR 50th Anniversary Commemorative Tote Bag along with the NPR 50th Anniversary Mug. The bag features a large zippered compartment and a smaller front pocket. The 11-ounce mug is red on the inside and white on the outside. Both items feature the NPR 50th Anniversary Commemorative logo. The two gifts are yours with a new monthly gift of $20 or a one-time gift of $240. Help WABE amplify the voices of Atlanta with your gift right now at wabe.org donate. Or phone 678-553-9090. Thank you. Wow, NPR is 50. Wow. 
Amazing. You know, this fundraiser is going very well right now, thanks to listeners from all over Atlanta, both in and outside the perimeter. And some folks across the pond, was well, more bigger than the pond, but I got some folks over at the BBC saying, hey, Rose, we're going to send in that donation. So, yes, please, we appreciate that. But we are not there yet. Your donation matters. Your gift, combined with the gifts of thousands of WAB members all over Atlanta and beyond, help us. I want to focus on this word. Help us to amplify all the voices of our region. And we really do rely on you to make that happen. So please do your part at WABE.org or call 678-553-9090. Coming up, another important community conversation as we talk about the Grove Park neighborhood. And I know a lot of you, we have a lot of Grove Park neighborhood folks who listen, who are members. It's a very important conversation. So come on back. Support for WABE comes from the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta. If you love Atlanta, you can invest in the big picture. Learn more at cfgreateratlanta.org. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly, and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-T dot E-D-U. And Closer Look continues now. This is 90.1 WABE, Atlanta's choice for NPR. I'm Rose Scott. The Grove Park neighborhood is located in northwest Atlanta. Now, according to the city, the Grove Park area started to develop in the 1920s and 30s. And the boundaries include right now touching that new west side reservoir park, which is pretty cool. To the east, there's Bankhead. To the south, West Lake. And that borders along Joseph E. Boone Boulevard. And to the west, the center neighborhoods. And the Grove Park neighborhood has history. And like most Atlanta neighborhoods, it's facing some changes, including Microsoft is coming, expanding to the community. While that may be good news, there are some concerns, not just about that development, but what's been taking place the last few years and what could happen. So joining me now is Gavin McGuire, recently named the Grove Park Foundation's new executive director. Gavin, welcome to the program. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. I really appreciate it and uh, honored to be uh, a part of your show. Let's begin here, Gavin. If we were driving around the Grove Park neighborhood, tell our listeners, what, what would they see if you were given a, the tour? What would you tell them? Yeah, if I was given a tour, I'd, I'd say, uh, you know, you're, you're participating in a tour of one of the greatest neighborhoods uh, in the world, you know, where you have uh, just a diversity of thought, diversity of leadership, uh, great entrepreneurs and businesses. You have great community leaders, you have great uh, faith-based leaders who lean in. Uh, you have, uh, you know, people with the mindset to really uh, improve the quality of life for youth and families that's living here. And so I'd also tell them that they're on the, the, the cusp of history where uh, you're going to see a lot of great things that's going to happen for this neighborhood. You said you're going to see a lot of great things that are going to happen for the neighborhood. Uh, like what? Yeah. Uh, you know, we have a... Uh, just just a really comprehensive model with the work that we do. So, uh, you know, when a lot of people think about a neighborhood, they think about housing, but, you know, we're addressing uh, education, you know, we're addressing wellness, we're, we're addressing financial literacy and wealth building. And, you know, looking at how do we not only 
impact this uh, you know, time and space, but how do we help families and help individuals to build generational wealth? You know, how do we help people to uh, you know, have the quality of life that they deserve? You know, and then how do we you know, work with and empower the community uh, you know, to provide the information, the access, awareness, and exposure that they need to not only empower their resident, the, the residents in the community, but you know, their friends, their family. So uh, you know, we're really excited about what's going on in Grove Park. Is that part of the mission of the Grove Park Foundation? Definitely part of the mission. Uh, you know, we know that, uh, you know, we, we're really big on focusing on economic mobility. And we know that it's a lot of key components for economic mobility, you know, housing, uh, income, uh, and health and wellness. And so once again, you know, we want to make sure that we have a holistic approach to, uh, to, 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 to working side by side with, uh, with the community to give them the things that they need to be successful. What concerns do you have about the Grove Park neighborhood, Gavin? Not really a lot of lot, lot of concerns. I mean, you know, just being new to my position, I've been blessed to have a lot of people who've been doing a lot of great work throughout the years uh, with this organization. So, uh, you know, uh, really listening and, and, and learning. And, and so no concerns, you know, just m making sure that I'm really uh, laser focused on inclusive design and getting the voice of the people. Because once again, it's been so many great organizations, so many great leaders, so many great people doing great work here. So I just want to make sure that I'm able to continue the great work that's going on in the community. What does inclusive design mean to you? How do you define that? Yeah, uh, throughout my career, it's, it's, it's meaning uh, just getting a diversity of voice. You know, uh, I'm big on uh, doing community visioning sessions. And uh, if you were part of those sessions, as a matter of fact, I'm going to invite you out to, uh, you know, within the next 30 to 60 days, we'll have a, a, our, our first visioning session. And it asks the question, you know, what do you like to keep uh, that we do uh, to, to continue to do well? You know, what do you like to toss? You know, things that may not be going well and really getting that direct voice. And then we have this, uh, you know, two other questions. It, it says, uh, you know, uh, if, if you could create the perfect environment or the perfect community, what would that be? And then the final question is the question for all dreamers, and I'm an optimistic dreamer, you know, what would be your moonshot for the community? Mm -hmm. And so with, the, with those visioning sessions, you get a, a good diversity of thought. You know, you get people who, you know, skeptical, optimistic, but at the end of the day, it provides a GPS because we leave the room with our one, two, threes, four, five, sixes of how we're going to engage and how we're going to move forward. So they're really helpful. All you got to do, Gavin, is send that email, rose at wabe.org, and I'll be there. I'm, no doubt, no doubt. All right. We're on tape, too, so I have your commitment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mentioned the Microsoft expansion, and earlier this year when that announcement was made, I, I spoke with Microsoft President Brad Smith. I'm going to play a big part of that conversation because I want you to listen to it. Take a listen. And as we both know, a development of this size, now this will be taking place in a part of Atlanta that deserves not only the economic benefits, but Brad, as you know, a sustained quality of life that comes with that. How will Microsoft embed itself in the community? Well, I think this is really the critical question that we are asking ourselves and want to talk with the community about for the 90 acres that we purchased at Quarry Yards and Quarry Hills. Uh, I think this isn't just land that we're buying. Uh, we need to be good stewards for the community, for the Grove Park neighborhood. Um, so our first principle is before we decide how and what to build on these 90 acres, 
we need to really talk with people who live here. We need to get lots of input. We need to make some decisions in collaboration with each other. And we know this. We can't just take these 90 acres and build some office buildings. Mm -hmm. We need to think about the community as a whole. So one of the decisions we're announcing today is we'll dedicate 25% of these 90 acres really to uses by the community, to the building of empowered or affordable housing, uh, to the construction of things like a grocery store, a pharmacy, mm -hmm. perhaps a skilling center. Um, this needs to be a place that serves everyone and not just say the people who come to work in office buildings there. And so many times communities in particular neighborhoods, particularly on Atlanta's west side, have been promised so many benefits. And some have worked out, and in other instances it has not. You wrote in your blog that this would be part of phase one. When you talk about reaching out to the community, does that also mean not just listening to the city council people, but you really want to you want to invite folks who live legacy residents, you want to invite folks who are part of this community, not just to the table, but to have their input. You're making that commitment. I think that is such an important point. I mean, I, I see this everywhere in the country. I, I always worry. It's just so easy for a big company, you know, to come in and, and you can actually have good intentions, mm -hmm. but you can execute them badly. And, you know, the key to success is actually listening to everybody. Of course, it's important to listen to the city council. It's also important to listen to the principals in the local schools, to talk with school teachers, to talk with the leaders of local churches, and really find out what people need. We are excited because one of the things that Microsoft will bring here, I think, we hope, is an opportunity to connect people with more of the kinds of digital skills that are becoming important for every job. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what you do. And so that will be one piece of, of what we'll focus on. That's something that we can do, say, with, with local schools, with the local colleges and universities. But it's really just one example of the breadth of the kinds of conversations we want to have. Gavin, that's part of my conversation with Brad Smith, president of Microsoft from earlier this year, uh, back in February. Said a lot of great things there. Um, I know there have been some community engagement sessions. Have you all been a part of that? And how do you feel about not only what he said, but really holding Microsoft to that. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, our organization have been, you know, part of a lot of the community conversations. And uh, just to answer your question on how do I feel, you know, uh, th you know, that's my role as the executive director of the Grove Park Foundation is to be the quarterback and the, the, the community ambassador and the champion and the voice of the people. And so when you asked earlier about inclusive design, you know, I can't be a steward in my role without, you know, having the voice of the people and, and, and but also working alongside with them, not speaking for them, but speaking with them when I'm at the table and when we're at the table. And I, I think, you know, to that point of, of the things that that he mentioned, I think, you know, it, it, it aligns directly with our foundation. You know, he mentioned a grocery store, which is health. He mentioned education. And I think it's going to behoove us, you know, to be strategic and to make sure that, you know, that that, that we have you know, the dashboards that we have, the, uh, you know, the focus points to make sure that, that we can uh, measure how we're tracking against that. But I think uh, all the points that Microsoft is, is working towards, you know, it's going to become upon us to make sure that people are ready for those jobs, that people are ready for the housing uh, opportunity that's going to come, that people are ready for everything that comes. And that's the work that we do in the trenches day to day with the Grove Park Foundation. 
Have you all had any, to, and I know you were just named executive director, but to your knowledge, has there been any community engagement with Microsoft and particularly with the Grove Park folks, to your knowledge? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I mean, like, as I mentioned, I said earlier, you know, it's been uh, community sessions and uh, in my next hundred days, you know, that's the things that I'll be leading, not only with Microsoft, but with other partners, those visioning sessions that I mentioned and just, you know, just general uh, community activation sessions. So, yes, you know, previously and then, uh, you know, during my tenure, that's the, the, my first, you know, hundred day focus. Are you in favor of, if possible, and yes, this may take with some help from the city of Atlanta, and I've asked, I've done so many mayoral forums, got two more to do, and I've asked everybody this about a binding agreement with the communities. That is something that, would you push for that? Is that something that you're hearing from residents that they want from these the big developers? Because let's be clear, Gavin, you know, Atlanta's great, we know that, but people choose Atlanta because they get tax incentives, they get some pretty good deals, but what about the deals for the community? So are you going to push for community benefits, a binding agreement? I mean, you know, if, if we're a part, you know, just and I've been a nonprofit for 25 years, I lost the hair to prove it. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, and the work that we do, you know, if it's a grant agreement or if it's a MOU or MOA, it's always going to be, uh, you know, points that, you know, for funding, for, you know, partnerships that, that that's the GPS and the. And the things that hold us accountable. So, you know, that that's just best practice, you know, from a nonprofit and then from our foundation. You know, we'll always have, you know, those points and it's not just a general piece. So when you so so, you know, we'll always have those accountability points, not only for the for the corporation, but for the foundation, you know, as steward as stewards of, of funding or as stewards of relationships or as stewards of votes of confidence from the community. Right. But will you want to tell micro, anybody, I don't want to pick on Microsoft, tell these developers, look, this is great that you're choosing our community, our neighborhood. And it's great, the city of Atlanta, y'all are going to give them tax incentives and all this stuff. But we want a binding agreement. Will you be adamant about that as the voice? Oh, yeah. for- Def- de- definitely will be adamant about that and, and also making sure that it aligns with you know, with, with the areas that we lead within the community, you know, tied to the voice of the community. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't think that that's, uh, that, that that's not, you know, a reasonable effort. And once again, you know, with our foundation, we've been doing that since inception, since 2015, you know, standing in the gap in those places, holding, you know, everyone accountable, working with our community. Gavin, have you, have you taken a look at the uh, home prices in the in Grove Park neighborhood? Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, looking at lo- looking at those day to day, you know, and that's why I'm excited about the 110 rental units uh, that we're going to be offering uh, within Grove Park within the fo- affordable housing. Uh, you know, I was uh, at an event with 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 uh, the current mayor. And, and, you know, when you mentioned the question and uh, with Brad about political officials, you know, you know, this that that's the conversation. You know, how can we continue to get more inventory? You know, I know. That that one ten is part of just a small segment of the inventory that we're working to make sure. Because it's one thing to tell people you want them to stay and talk about legacy residents, mm-hmm. but uh, not only having the inventory, but once again, you know, just keep going back to what we do. You know, the education and giving the foundation of the things that they need to sustain uh, those opportunities. So uh, yes, uh, you know, that that's the driving force for me day to day to see, you know, how can we get more 
inventory, you know, and working with key decision makers and key leaders who can support that area. I mean, for supporting that area to make sure that our residents have the access that they need to those housing assets. You know where Holly Street is? I believe it's Holly Street Northwest. Do you know where that is? Yes. That That's Grove Park, correct? Yes. There's a house over there for sale for $485,000. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that's Atlanta. You know, I'm a, I'm a Oh, yeah, I, 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 you right I'm about a resident, I'm, <laughs> I'm a resident of Jonesboro, and, and I, people used to always ask me, you know, Clayton County, and, and, and I remember what I bought my home for and what is worth and what's things around me. And once again, you know, that's why it's important, like, you know, it's important to, to, to support your station with funding. It's important to support organizations like Grant Park, uh, Grant Park Foundation so we can, you know, alleviate as many opportunities of the Holly Streets uh, that's out there. So I, I, I totally agree. That's absurd. But, you know, we're, we're working and, and, and fighting to, to make that an anomaly and not the norm. What are you hearing from residents, from those legacy residents um, in terms of investors and, and folks wanting to buy their homes and, and, and not offering, obviously, the market rate, but, you know, trying to undercut them. What are you hearing from legacy residents? And at the same time, Gavin, property taxes are going up, you know, and, that, and that's the issue for so many, particularly for our, 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 our older folks who have been there or, or for folks who have maybe in, inherited a home, you know, you know, the property yeah, tax mean, is going to be on a 485,000 house if you live next door to it. And yours is valued yeah. at allegedly one hundred fifteen thousand. Well, yeah, 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 definitely. You know, definitely hear you. And and once again, you know, that's part of the visioning sessions. You know, not only listening, but also you know being able to bring a lot of resources to empower and to educate. I'm a first time homeowner, mm-hmm. and so you know, college educated. You know, getting access to a lot of things due to the social capital, the the equity that I've, I've gained throughout my lifetime. And so uh, I think, you know, and that's once again, the positioning of the foundation, you know, we don't have a cape on and we're not Superman or Superwoman, but, you know, we have a lot of trust and, and a lot of, you know, uh, confidence within the community. And so, you know, with, with the situation that you mentioned, you know, uh, being able to be a place where people can get educated if they get an offer or understanding how things move or taxes. And, you know, even for us, you know, we've been helping, you know, keep people in their homes. You know, that's the first thing that we say, don't sell without talking to someone knowledgeable to help mm-hmm. and to and to and to ease, ease. You know, I've never sold a house before, you know, uh, as a first time homeowner. So, you know, just like with anything, you know, getting the education, you know, getting the support and just getting the confidence uh, to make sure. But that's what those community sessions are, not just, uh, you know, a, a chance to, 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 to eat and to fellowship, mm-hmm. but it's also to empower and, and, and for learning. And so to answer your question, that's what the community is looking at you know, to us and other amazing organizations in the community is to help, you know, to be that ambassador, you know, in these tough times. By the way, folks, and Gavin, just I pulled this up just so y'all don't think Rose Scott's making up stuff. How about this? All right. Now, this house was sold. The same house on Holly Street was sold May 7th for $195,000. As of yesterday, October 19th, the listing price is four hundred eighty-five thousand. Need I say more? And 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 you know what? And and I keep going back to to that point. You know that's why supporting you know organizations like Grove Park Foundation will be important. You know because 
we're working day to day to get our hands on the inventory where we won't have to, you know, sell it to legacy residents or, 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 or residents of Atlanta who have an affinity and a love for this community or who had family members who lived here and they want to, you know, come back home, you know, so, you know, that, that that's the thing you ask me, what worries me, it's nothing that worries me, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident with the, the board, the, the community, the support that we have, but, you know, that's why it's important to, to continue to support us to, you know, get that inventory, get, you know, the education out to the people, you know, get uh, our, our chance to support the people in the good areas that they need. All right. Gavin McGuire, recently named the Grove Park Foundation's executive director. Gavin, I'm going to bring you back important conversations that we need to have on this station and for the community. I appreciate it, Gavin. Thank you. I really appreciate your time and thank you for inviting me. I look forward to coming back. Yeah, come on back. And I'm going to invite you out to one of those reasoning sessions so you can uh, hear directly from the people like you've already been doing. I'll be there. You know it. No doubt. Thank you. Austin, Georgia, grew up in Macon. That is the one and only Otis Redding. Wow, this past sept- September 9th, might have lived to been 80 years of age. Wow. Love that song. This is 90.1 WAB, and of course, I'm Rose Scott. The program is Closer Look. We're taking just a few moments right now to let you in on a secret. Okay, it's not a secret at all, but we do want to let you know just how important you are and how important conversations we have on this program, like the one we just had about Grove Park, how that is so important to you and the community and how your support is so important to us. Because here in Atlanta, member support makes up about 84 percent of our funding. That's amazing and shows just how important the station is to the community. So in just a few minutes, you can be a part of that 84 percent. You can become WAB's newest proud supporter. Here's a very good friend of mine to tell you why, Gail O'Neill, author, journalist in her own right, been friends for a long time. Gail, what's that? I'm going to have to quote Gavin. You know, when he talked about the community approach to design, I think that applies to WABE and what kind of primacy we're willing to give it. So let's ask ourselves now, what are we willing to keep? What are we willing to toss? And what is our moonshot? My moonshot is for you to get more donors in this hour so you'll have me back tomorrow after I call you peaches on the air and out of you. <laughs> but, but the truth is that it is so easy to become a member. It only takes a couple of minutes. You know you want to do it. If you're listening to WABE during a pledge drive with all of the streaming services at your service, there's got to be something here that's keeping you tethered. So whether you want to do it through WABE.org slash donate or by calling 678-553-9090, please do that. You know, I had a Gen Xer recently tell me she thought it was a little aggressive to call people. There's no Gen Xers on the phone, so people call in. We will not see it as an act of aggression. I'd recommend becoming a monthly sustaining member, and here's why. It's easy because you can set it up once and know your support is always constant. 
and it makes it easier to listen to these pledge drives too, because you don't have that nagging feeling of procrastination. I want to do it. Oh, I didn't do it. I'll do it tomorrow. Yada, yada, yada. It's done. And you can feel superior and you can change your, your setting at any time, whether you want to give $10 a month or give more. And it's easier for WABE because we know we have the solid financial base to build on. So it's a win-win for both of us. Please take a moment, do it now and give it wabe.org slash donate or my favorite way, pick up the phone and call 678-553-9090. My name is Nancy Slater and I live in Stonecrest, Georgia. Closer Look is one of my favorite shows and Rose Scott is so amazing. I love her sense of humor. I love her professionalism. There's no ego that stands as a barrier between her and her listening audience. And that's why I appreciate the program, Closer Look, so much. Thank you so much, Nancy. That means a lot. And I tell you, it would mean a lot also for all of you out there, like Nancy, if you can just, whatever you can to help us out, Maybe you're starting your membership with a sustaining gift of $10 a month. That would be really cool. And, you know, I say all the time, Gail, it does take a team. We're, we're small, but but we're mighty. You know, producer Daniel's over there on the boards. Uh, LaShawn Hudson is back there. You know, it takes it takes it takes a village to raise Rose Scott. It takes a village to put this program on. And your sustaining gift helps us continue to amplify the voices of Atlanta long after this funding drive is over, you know. So the amount you really give, the amount you give really is up to you. And we appreciate that. And it's it's so easy. WABE.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. And as always, we say thank you. When you donate to WABE right now, we'd like to send you the NPR 50th Anniversary Commemorative Tote Bag, yours with a gift of $15 a month. It has both a large zippered compartment and a smaller front pocket, and it features the NPR 50th Anniversary color logo. That's with a new gift of $15 a month or a one-time gift of $180. When you donate to WABE, you're helping pay for the programs you appreciate, and you're helping us amplify the voices of Atlanta. Please give now at wabe.org slash donate or phone 678-553-9090. Thank you. I can't stress this enough. If you were touched by Nancy's words about Rose the way that I was, now is your time to give to the station. Now is the time to make a donation to WABE. It only takes a couple of minutes at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. And as always, thank you. Parents, if you're listening, this is for you. The next time your kids say, hey, can we set up a lemonade stand? I want you to go all out. I want you to hire a marketing firm, create a logo, get your social media strategy, because you never know what the lemonade stand might turn into. Joining me in studio are two business tycoons who are going to show you how to do I'll let them introduce themselves. You go ahead first, young man. What's your name? Hello, my name is Jaden. Now, Jaden, how old are you? I'm eight years old. Okay, and sir? And uh, my name is Anthony. And how old are you? I am 11 years old. Can I borrow uh, 20 for lunch? You you, you ain't got it. I just need... (laughs) (laughs) Let's back up. How long have you all been in business? Either one of y'all can take that. We've been in business for only two years, but we've been selling lemonade for five. 
business two years, selling lemonade. And how did all of this start? This started when my older brother Anthony wanted to buy a video game. So his parents said, he asked his parents, can they buy it for him? And they said, they'll come up with half, and he has to come up with the other half. So he was brainstorming on ways to make money, and they chose lemonade because everyone loves lemonade. So, Anthony, you said, I want to get a video game. Your, you know, parents, they, they trip. You come up with half. You're like, okay, I'm going to sell some lemonade. So did you have any idea what you wanted to put into the lemonade? Did you have a secret recipe? You Whoa. just, yeah. I wasn't, at that point, I wasn't really worried about making the lemonade <laughs> because I knew that my parents would kind of mostly handle that because I was only seven years old. So you had the vision for it. Yes. You didn't really want to do it. You just had the vision. Kind, kind of. Yeah, well, that's how it usually yeah. starts. Um, and then it's, how much did you sell it for? Did you just have a little a lemonade stand outside your house? How much was it going for? Well, we actually just sold cups of lemonade for a dollar. That's kind of high, Anthony. No wonder you're a tycoon. For a dollar for some lemonade? What? <laughs> that's just one dollar. <laughs> one dollar's number one. <laughs> Jaden, when you get my age, that dollar, you, you, you really watch where that dollar goes. So you sold a dollar, so it was a dollar. Yeah. And this was in South Carolina, right? Well, that wasn't at South Carolina. Okay. We actually sold it in Savannah. Oh, in Savannah, okay. Yes, and we got some friends from church, and they agreed to sell lemonade with us. So you started getting investors, is what you're saying. People that were helping out. Is that what happened? People were helping you sell the lemonade? Yeah. But then it took off, right? What happened? Did you just start getting more people that wanted the lemonade? I mean... Well, we were planning on moving to Atlanta, and our mom was like, we don't, we wouldn't know if we could still sell lemonade. So I had the idea of bottling the lemonade and shipping it out to our customers. So we've been working on that idea, and we actually came up with the idea to put it in mason jars and ship it out to our customers. And, Jaden, you, you came into the family business, so to speak. How excited were you to be part of this this enterprise? Was it pretty exciting? Well, I just wanted to join it because I knew he was making money, and I want to make money. <laughs> That's how it happens, brother. I hear you on that. Now, the name is called Brown Boys Lemonade, right? Yes, correct. correct. And this, I'm, I'm looking at some of this Brown Boys Lemonade. It's got your picture on it. You all have been hanging out with a lot of celebrities because this has just taken off. I mean, you're like friends with Will Smith, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. You could say we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. Did you get your video game, Anthony? Did, were you able to buy it? Well, I got the video game and... and, and a little bit extra. Yeah, I got some money. <laughs> I want to bring you... Well, bring that you. was the time where I didn't know how to save my money. Oh, you were spending it. That, yeah. That's the number one rule. Any any business tycoon out there would tell you, don't don't spend it all. You got to put it back into the business, yeah. right? Yeah. So let me ask you this. Jaden, is there anything special about y'all's lemonade that is that I should know about? Or What's special about my lemonade is it's made with honey and brown sugar. And love. <laughs> well, I tell you, marketing has gotten y'all. So honey... Brown, Brown sugar, sugar and love. Yes, ma'am. That that's it. How are y'all doing now? I don't want to ask you how much money you're bringing in, but you all have a you all are selling a lot of this. How does it feel to have your own business at the age of eleven? 
well, it feels good to know that I'm never going to have to work a day in my life again. <laughs> because right now, this is preparing us for the future. Well, all right. I, I have nothing more to say to that. Jade, let me ask you this. Your brother yeah. just said this is preparing you for the rest of your life. Do you feel like this is, you feel the same way? Yes. What's the most fun about owning your own business at such a young age? Either one of you can answer that. What's, what's, what's the coolest thing about it? Uh, the, the coolest, coolest thing. thing. Oh, it, I, I know this. Go ahead, go the ahead. The coolest thing is, I don't know, I don't got this. <laughs> <laughs> Big okay. brother, take it. Well, the coolest thing would be the perks and networking with other entrepreneurs. So you're getting to meet other young, young folks like yourself who also are starting their own business. Yes, ma'am. I want to bring one of your moms into into the conversation right now. What do you make of these young men? Oh, man, I'm so proud of them. They are amazing. Um, they're still boys, and so boys will be boys sometimes. You know, we've got to rein them in, but they're really good kids. They're very motivated, I would say. is um, uh, Let me just back up for just a moment. So Anthony uh, was correcting. The first lemonade stand ever was in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Um, networking, let me tell you, that's a, that is a that's a really one of the major keys in being an entrepreneur because your network is network is truly your net worth um i just so happen to have met the vice president of the savannah uh, naacp chapter mm -hmm. and he owns an african diaspora store so i just reached out to him and i said my son really wants to sell some lemonade to make some money and you know can we just set up in front of your shop he said yes and yes then anthony and his friends made over 250 dollars the first day so that was what planted the seed and then um we found a flea market near us in south carolina where we lived which Savannah's right on the border mm -hmm. of uh, South Carolina and Georgia. And so every Saturday, Anthony was up at 7 o'clock in the morning uh, selling lemonade at this flea market. And I don't know who he is remembering or who made his lemonade, but Anthony and his church friends and church buddies and some family, they were making the lemonade. I did teach them. My wife and I taught them how to make the recipe, but they were up. Do you remember those those long nights, Anthony? We went to bed at like midnight. You don't remember making the lemonade, rolling the lemons? <laughs> so this That's, is real. So you so. were making this at home. Yes, now, absolutely. Where's a you all make it still? Yes, and then it's it's bottled. Absolutely. Do you have a, a so, vendor that bottles it for you, or you all bottle it? Or so it's all. We are a uh, small family operation. You know, we're the CEO, we're the producers, we're the order takers. We're we're. How are you the, the CEO? They the CEO. Well, they're the co-owners and the proprietors, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and until they're of age, I'm the COO, and my wife is the CEO. Um, they can't really handle the books. Of you course. Know. <laughs> you know, they're they're really good and they're really smart. You know, but I don't think their math skills are just yet. You just, you know, quite there just yet. Um, hopefully we've got some future Morehouse men on our hands. So we'll, we'll worry about that, and, you know, in, in a few short years. And Jaden and, and Anthony, where can folks find Brown Boys Lemonade? Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at, at Brown, Brown Boys, Boys Lemonade. Lemonade. You all have a lot of followers on Instagram. Y'all are, I mean, you, you realize that, right? Y'all are pretty. Yes. Oh, yes. What's next for you? Lemonade? Is there anything else? Maybe lemonade and mango or are you going to mess with the recipe at all you just want to keep it simple honey brown sugar and love well what's next is getting our lemonade into stores nationwide getting new flavors and getting better distribution now is there can you give me a little bit of insight into 
how much honey, how much brown sugar. You you all freshly squeeze the, the lemons, right? So you just can't go buy some lemon juice and do this. You got to get some lemons, right? Well, we use organic lemon juice and lemons. Organic lemon juice and lemons. Yes. How much honey are you putting in there? Can you tell me? Or is that a family secret? Yeah, it's a secret. Now, come on, man. I thought we was... I thought we had a connection. We're not close enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's that kid say the darndest thing. We're not close enough. Pretty awesome. Brown Boys Lemonade. That is from a few years ago. I got to tell you, you appreciate the quality program you hear on WABE all the time. You have to. You can't go wrong. No matter where you listen. That is our gift to you in Metro Atlanta. Closer look with me, Rose Scott, weekdays at 1 p.m. But look, we ask for your gift because it helps pay for programs like Closer Look, like City Lights with Lois Reitzes, like Blues and Jazz Classics, all of the great information and reporting and features from our award winning my award-winning colleagues and journalists in the WAB newsroom. We can't do any of this without you. In fact, we rely on Metro Atlanta for 84% of our funding. I know you hear us say that because it's the truth. So do what you can. Lend a hand to fund it at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Of course, I'm joined this hour by our good friend to WABE, journalist, host, writer, Gail O'Neill. How awesome. Brown Boys Oh, man. I love the, first of all, the good manners, yes, ma'am, that endeared me to them immediately. And then the ingredients, honey, brown sugar, and love. Yeah. Now, I, have a, I have a serious question for you. Yeah. Kids are such a wild card. I crack up when you, whenever you engage with kids. And I always wonder, is it more nerve wracking to go into a conversation with a child where you don't know what's going to come of the conversation or a hostile politician? Yes. Um, (laughs) I you know my approach is to just ask the questions um, and I I think sometimes with kids obviously there is a different but it's not you know Gail I've worked with kids since I was 14 years old as a camp counselor I love kids Um, people who know my story know that I was raised in a foster home I was always around kids my parents you know were blessed with me at the age of two and they kept me I don't know why because apparently I was running all over the house. Um, but, you know, I love kids and I love the energy that they bring. And really, my approach is just I just ask the questions and I, and I talk to them. I'm not going to ask them how to solve the, you know, the the national debt. But, you know, we can. But look, I, these kids, you know, they say each generation is weaker and wiser. These kids are just awesome. So uh, I love having kids on the program. I've enjoyed opening up our Closer Look vault doing the pledge drive so we could bring them into the conversation. Cause let's be really clear the last 20 months, we've had some pretty tough conversations and they do involve, you know, our future, yes. our kids, but it's nice to go back and listen to the future. You know, that's right. They wouldn't, and they wouldn't even give me $20 for lunch. They hold well, on. I was going to ask you about shaking the kids down for $20. <laughs> and I appreciated them saying, well, we got that close. You know, they, they kept it very, very real, but the, the entire palette of today's show, you know, going from serious matters to public affairs, to people talking about why they double, why they love WABE. And then these two little darlings talking about their lemonade that demonstrates everything in a nutshell of why we appreciate and love and need this radio, this public radio station. And we're so pleased with the support we get here, not just from our regular monthly, what we call sustaining donors, but for those also giving during this campaign. And they're from all over Metro Atlanta, from Calhoun to Carrollton to Conyers to Grove Park. And what about you? Have you taken a moment to do something that you've always said you do? 
That's right, take a moment to simply stop what you're doing now and give. Go to wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090 and let's keep Rose Scott here in the ATL. My name is Sam Nums and I live in Lawrenceville. I chose to pledge to WABE because even though I work two jobs and I don't have a lot of money to spend on uh, luxuries, it is something that helps me get through my day, keeps me educated when I talk to other people, and uh, I felt it was worth it. If I could say anything, it would just be, you know, keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, Sam, from Lawrenceville, and thank you for your gift. And listen, as Sam said, do what you can, you know. We appreciate it. Sam's working hard and giving because he feels it's worth it, and we really appreciate it. This service is worth it. It really is. It brings so much to people all across Metro Atlanta, but it can only continue to do so with your help. Join Sam and make your gift of support right now. And understand this, every gift does make a difference. You know, Gail, sometimes folks have asked me, I actually had someone say to me, you don't sound like public radio. And I'd say, what does that mean? Then, of course, I got this stare. But, you know, when I was covering the Atlanta public schools um, cheating scandal and I was talking to so many different people and I was in a household in a part of town and and talking to the people and they said, you know, we like how you report because you talk to us and not at us. You know, my approach is to be Rose and my approach is to ask the questions that I think that if you, if the president of Microsoft was sitting, sitting in somebody's neighborhood, in, in somebody's living room over there in Grove Park, I'd want to ask a question they want to ask. And so that's what I do why I do it, you know. Kenny so, Leon wrote a beautiful memoir about growing up in Tallahassee, Florida, and his guiding principle in life is something his grandmother told him, take you wherever you go. And I know that's why your, your listeners respond to you, because we know that we are getting an unfiltered truth. I just heard a beautiful interview with Terry Gross and uh, Billy Porter mm-hmm. on yesterday's Fresh Air. Yeah. And did you hear the part when he talked about how being bussed out of his neighborhood introduced him to a whole new way of life and possibilities that he didn't even know existed? I feel like WABE, whether you come from an underserved overserved or someplace in the middle of community, it allows us to teleport out of everything that we believe to be true about the world and learn something new. I'm challenged sometimes by some of your guests whom I may or may not disagree with, but I always listen and come away thinking, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Sometimes it's a stretch. Sometimes I'm, I'm right in line with them. I tend to be right in line with the people on City Lights because I love artists and that's my tribe. But the point is that we're here so that we can stretch ourselves but it requires an investment in that in that in that organization in order to keep the in order to keep the conversations going. You know, six seven eight five five three ninety ninety. That is the number to call or online at wabe.org/slash/donate. And guess what? NPR is fifty years old. NPR is fifty, and there is something pretty special you can get. And of course, it's a mug. It's NPR's 50th anniversary, and to mark this milestone with your gift right now, we'd like to send you the NPR 50th anniversary mug. It's red on the inside and white on the outside and features the NPR 50th anniversary color logo. It's yours right now with a new monthly gift of $10 or a one-time gift of $120. When you give right now, it helps WABE pay for all the programs you love and it also helps us amplify the voices of Atlanta. Please choose this collectible NPR 50th anniversary mug with your gift right now at wabe.org slash donate or with a call to 678-553-9090. Thank you. 
Yes, thank you again. 678-553-9090 or online at wabe.org slash donate. You know, it's been so much fun. That is it for this edition of Closer Look. A reminder to let us know your thoughts on what you heard today. Send me an email, rose at wabe.org. Stay tuned to 90.1 WABE, Atlanta's Choice for NPR. I'm Rose Scott. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Local, state, national politics. WABE and NPR have the coverage you need. I'm Jim Burris, host of WABE's All Things Considered. Whether it's on the air at 90.1, streaming online, or connecting through our mobile app, WABE keeps you on top of election 2024 in what's sure to be a pivotal year in politics. And for candidates and ballot information, visit our election hub at wabe.org election 2024.